0: This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert.
1: It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time. We may have those watching now who are, or have tuned in to the very first time to Getting to Know Your Bible. I want to thank you and I hope that you'll stay tuned. We have those who watch Getting to Know Your Bible on a very a regular basis who uh, have so many people tell me we watch you every time you come on the air. We appreciate that, appreciate your encouragement. Now today on our telecast, we're going to talk about a day, a particular day, a certain day, a great day. Our, su- our subject today is the day of judgment. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Today on our telecast, we continue to offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I'd like to emphasize the fact that this course is free. And we want you to have it. We want you to begin to study the Bible using this as a guide. Someone says, now, Brother Lambert, what does it cost? Absolutely nothing. That is, there's no money involved. We don't want your money. We don't need a check. We don't need your credit card. We just want to mail it to you free of charge. And We're going to pause for just a moment in order that you might know more about the course and that you might know how to receive it.
0: To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational, It's based on the Bible, it's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580, or call toll free 1 877 711 5214.
1: I want to read now from the 17th chapter of Acts, verses 30 and 31. Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because He has appointed a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom He has ordained, He has given assurance of this to all by raising Him from the dead. But there's not a more clearly taught truth in all of God's Word than the one taught in this particular reading these are words that were spoken by the Apostle Paul to the men of Athens. He had just preached a sermon to them about God, the true God, the one God, the God in whom we live and move and have our being. And it was to this highly, intellectual crowd that Paul declared that there's going to be a final day of judgment. This day is absolutely certain. It is an appointment that men keep. Hebrews 9, 27 says, and it is appointed unto a man Once to die, and then cometh the judgment. There are two things that are absolutely certain. Death and the judgment. The inspired men of the Bible testified of this particular day. Listen to Solomon in the twelfth chapter of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Verses 13 and 14. This fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So Solomon said there's going to be a judgment. Jesus testified about the certainty of this day. In Matthew, the 12th chapter, in verses 36 and 7, Jesus said, Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, And by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The Apostle Paul testified of this day. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, he said, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that that everyone must receive the things done in his body, according that he hath done, whether it be good or whether it be evil. You see, this day is certain. And I want you to listen to what the Apostle Peter said about this day in Second Peter, the third chapter, and in verse number 10. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. The elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also in the works that are therein shall be burned up. At the end of time, when the world is destroyed, the judgment will then follow. Listen to what John the Beloved wrote in Revelation chapter 20, verses 12 to 14. I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And listen to him now. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one, according to their works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So so the scriptures teach there's going to be a day of judgment. We might wonder, well, who will be judged on that occasion? Well, according to Paul, when he addressed the men of Athens, the world will be judged. That is, the inhabitants of earth. Those who have inhabited, those who presently inhabit it, and those who will in the future. Listen to him again. He hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness. The whole world will be judged. And I want you to consider the universality of this judgment. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 and and 32, there the Bible says, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all of his holy angels with him, Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them as a shepherd divides the sheep from the goats. The whole world is going to be there. All the nations of earth are going to be there. But think about the individuality of it as well. When we appear before the judgment bar of God Almighty, When we stand there at last, we're not going to stand there as nations, that is, judged in a collective sense. We're not going to stand there as families, judged in a collective sense. We're not going to stand there as a congregation of people. We're going to stand there as an individual. We'll be there on the spotlight will be turned on me as an individual. In Romans the 14th chapter and verse 12, the Bible says, So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. So I know that I'm going to give an account of my life to God. And those in my family, each one will give an account of their life to God. Every person who has ever lived will be brought to the judgment. Listen to the language of Paul again in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Who must appear before the judgment seat of Christ? All. We must all appear. And one day we will appear before the judgment seat of our Lord. Well, what will be the basis of the judgment? Well, going back to the passage that to which we referred in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and in verse 10, he said, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So we're going to give an account of what we've done as long, while we have been living in this old body. The things that we've done, whether they're good things, whether they're bad things, There will be a, a, that will be the basis of judgment. Also, we're going to, our words are going to enter in on the day of judgment. Listen to Jesus again in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. So we're going to give an account of the words that we have spoken. That's the reason that it is so important to be cautious and careful of the things that we say. Not only can we hurt people, but we can also damage our souls and our soul's destiny with the words that we say. And so our words will be involved in the judgment even the secrets of our lives. There isn't anything hidden from God even now. All things are naked and open before the eyes of Him with whom we have to do, Hebrews 4.13. And in in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 14, Solomon said that God will bring every work into judgment with every secret thing. Maybe you have done something good for an individual and no one knows anything about it. But that secret thing will be made known that day. And perhaps you've been trying to hide things from other people that are, that are not right. Maybe you've been, been hiding things from your spouse. Maybe you've been hiding things from your parents. Maybe there are certain secret things that you wouldn't want anyone to know about. But even the secrets of our lives will be made manifest on that day. Well, who who is going to appear in the judgment? And and all men will be there. But who will be the judge? I am so thankful to to know that, that I'm going to be judged by a just judge. In Genesis 18, 25, the question is asked, Shall not the judge of all of the earth do right? And the judge before whom we shall stand on that day will do right. I'm not going to be judged, but hopefully, by a group of preachers. Well, if a group of preachers should be my judge, I'm afraid I might not make it. I'm not going to be judged by what people out here in society think about me. I'm going to be judged by the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, right now, He's not my judge. He's my Savior. But there will be a time that Jesus is going to be my judge. John 5, says, He gave Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. Listen to Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Jesus is going to be the judge. Again, listen to Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Listen to Paul again in Acts chapter 17 and verse 31. Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead that man who has been ordained is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus will be the judge. And Jesus' resurrection is sufficient proof that the judgment day is coming. Jesus will be our judge on that occasion. Well, what issues do you suppose are going to be brought up in the judgment? Well, whatever those issues are will be final. Well, you might be called to go to court today for some reason. And maybe you don't like the the, uh, judgment that is brought in court. Maybe you feel that it's not been fair. Or maybe you think that, 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 that you've not been treated right. And so you will maybe appeal the conviction. And you might appeal to a higher court. And maybe you don't like the results of that, and so you appeal to another court. And you keep uh, the appellate process going until you've gone all the way to the Supreme Court of the land. I want you to know when you appear before this judge, there will not be a higher court of appeal. Because whatever verdict is heard on that day is going to be a final verdict. Now, there are going to be at least three verdicts that will be heard on that day. One of those verdicts is mentioned for us in the seventh chapter of Matthew, beginning in verse 21 and following. Now, just before this, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus had warned about false prophets that would come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they were like ravenous wolves. And he said, by their fruits you will know them in verse 20. And then he says in verse 21, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So it's not enough, Jesus said, for a person to say, Lord, Lord, to be religious, to even claim to be a Christian, because one could say, Lord, Lord, and still not be pleasing to him. He said, the one that will enter the kingdom of heaven is the one who does the will of my Father. Then in verse 22, many will say to me in that day, now that day is the day of judgment. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and and cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? In other words, they are going to begin to quiz the Lord. On that day. And they're going to say, Lord, haven't we done all of these things in your name? Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Preached in your name? Haven't we cast out demons in your name? Done wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, listen to it. I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now let me ask you a question. Why do you suppose some will hear that verdict, I never knew you? Go back to verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father, there are those who may be even under the guise of religion, do lots of things in the name of religion, but the Lord does not know them. He does not know them because they're not doing the will of His Father. On that day, He said, I never knew you. I'm sorry, but I never knew you. Now turn from Matthew chapter 7 to chapter 25. And in Matthew chapter 25, I want you to notice verse number 12. But He answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. I do do not know you. I know you not. Now this was said to the foolish virgins who are representative of five foolish members of the kingdom who were not prepared for the bridegroom to come. And when the bridegroom came, they they tried to make adequate preparation. And while they went to make preparation, the bridegroom came and the door was shut. And then they said, Lord, Lord, open to us. That's in verse 11. But he said, I do not know you. And there are many people, even in the church, who are not ready to meet God on this day. And on that day, He will say to them, I just don't know you. Maybe there was a time I knew you. Maybe there was a time you were on fire for the Lord. Maybe there was a time that you were faithful, but now you've not been faithful, and I just don't know you. But well, then also in Matthew chapter 25 another verdict. And this is found in verse 21 and the same thing is also mentioned in verse 23. Listen to it. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Now let me suggest to you that on this day, the day of judgment, we will hear one Of those three verdicts, I never knew you, I know you not, a well-done, good, and faithful servant. Well, what's going to really happen on that day? Well, first of all, the Lord will come. He's promised to do so when He said in John 14, "I, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. In Acts chapter 1, verse 11, it is ascension to heaven. The the disciples were told, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus whom you have seen taken up into heaven shall so come in like manners you have seen go into heaven. The Lord is going to come. And the dead are going to be raised on that day. We're going to be raised with incorruptible bodies. And according to Revelation 20, verses 12 to 14, The books, the books are going to be opened on that day and there will be the book of life that will be opened. God is a record keeper. In Luke, the 10th chapter, in verse 20, Jesus told the 70 when they came back from the limited commission, rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And we need to be sure that our names are written in heaven today that we've obeyed the gospel of Christ by believing in Jesus, repenting of our sins, confessing our faith in Jesus, by being baptized into Jesus Christ, that we might be saved as people did in the New Testament. And that's the only way that we can know that our names are written in heaven. But then there's another book that's going to be open. It's the book of books. It's called the Bible. One of these days we're going to be judged by what Jesus has said to us in this book. Listen to him in John chapter 12 and verse 48. He that rejecteth me, and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Yes, the books are going to be open, and all nations are going to be gathered before the judge on that day. And the judge will welcome the righteous. In Matthew chapter 25, and listen to, to the judge in verse 34. Come, you blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing for you to know that, that after life is over, And on this great day that you will hear those words, Come, inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you. But the Lord is going to condemn the wicked to everlasting punishment. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41, listen again, to Jesus, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. That's what's going to happen on that day. There have been a lot of great days in the history of the world. It was a great day when God put the sun and the moon and the stars in their places in the heavens. It was a great day when God made man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. It was a great day when God parted the waters of the Red Sea and permitted the children of Israel to walk across on dry ground. And it was a great day when God came down upon Mount Sinai and He gave the Ten Commandments to His people, the first written law that man had ever received. And it was a great day when the angels announced the birth of Jesus, saying, Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And it was a great day when Jesus died upon the cross of Calvary it was a great day when Jesus came out of the tomb, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And it was a great day when Jesus ascended back to heaven. But the greatest day that will ever be, the day of all days, the day for which all other days were made, will be the day of judgment. And all of us are candidates for the judgment. We're headed to the judgment to give an account of our life to God. And if you want to end well, you have to start out right. If you want your life to end right and to be right, you have to get right. And I'd encourage you to give your life to Jesus today. Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And if you as a believer in Jesus... A penitent, confessing believer in Jesus would be baptized today for the remission of your sins. He would add you to his church family. You just be a Christian and worship with the Lord's people on the Lord's day and be faithful to Him. And when it comes your time to quit the walks of men and at last you appear before the judgment seat of Christ, you will hear Him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. And in the closing moments, may I invite you to visit the Church of Christ in your community, and also may I urge you right now to call for the free Bible Correspondence Course. It could be the greatest thing you've ever done for yourself to learn how to prepare for the day that is to come. I want to thank you for watching our telecast today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.
0: Give me the Getting to know your Bible. for getting to know your Bibles.